Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 30, season 2, episode 9, Luda Christmas, or as it was known before the DVD release, episode 209, because of the writer's strike. So... David, if you would, give us a quick synopsis slash summary of this episode. The TGS staff is getting ready for their annual Luda Christmas holiday party. Tracy Jordan can't drink because he didn't get to the uh, court on time to sign his community service papers. And the Lemon family is in town because it's not a lemon party without old, old Dick. That's right. No, this. Oh, um, and 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 uh, Colleen is back. Colleen, she's Tennis. visiting. She 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 managed to dodge the hurricane, and yes. she's visiting Jack for the she holiday. Was, <laughs> she somehow got Amway to accept the jet, or she got JetBlue to accept, to accept an Amtrak. Amway, 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 Amtrak. Amway is the Amway is the marketing. Yes, Amway yeah. is the DeVos multi-level marketing yeah. scam. Um, Amtrak is the train. Amtrak is the train. <laughs> Um, all right, so we've been down on the last few episodes. Where do you think this? This is, I think, I think we walk away from this episode not necessarily like laughing out loud, but it feels like a better Thirty Rock. Yes, it's definitely the best episode in quite a few. Yeah, in the last last couple of weeks, I think it's uh, solid. Obviously, always Elaine Stritch as Colleen is fantastic. Whenever she's on, she's just so mean. Although she doesn't have as much of a prominence um, in a lot of scenes. Uh, but the scenes that she's in, she's dynamite. She's she just, has quite an impact. She's the reason that everyone's yelling at each other by the end. Um, which that's a fun that's a fun revelation that we will get to as it as we get to the finale of this episode. Um, but we have some introductions of of characters uh, in Liz and uh, parents. Um, let's see, I wrote their names down. Uh, Anita Gillette and Buck Henry play. Um, Margaret and Dick Lemon, uh, respectively. Uh, they are both old stage and film actors. Um, fun fact about Buck Henry, from 1976 to 1980, he hosted SNL 10 times. Wow. And its first initial run, he was the longest running, um, most hosted times. I think Steve Martin was the one that broke his, broke his uh, streak. But he's hosted total 17 times of SNL, which, that's nuts to me. That's a... It's, which is weird because I feel like doesn't uh, what's his name, what's his nuts, Alec Baldwin. He I think he holds the most hosting duties now. I don't have to look into that. SNL is like a four year history. It's a lot to look into. Um, but yeah, so they they come in and they are playing. Would you say they're they're not waspy? What would you describe them as? Their just, personalities just just like, midwestern nice. Midwestern. Yeah, don't nice. talk about just, politics. Just superficially nice. Yeah. Don't cause any waves and everyone is nice and kind supportive of like, and whatever. Yeah, very, but, um, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, passive-aggressive comments and stuff like that. Well, it's not really passive. Not really. They're not passive-aggressive because they don't really say anything mean or aggressive. It's all... Well, by the end they are. Well, right, but that's just aggressive-aggressive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they you know, they don't talk about politics because it could potentially upset someone or... They don't discuss this, that, or whatever. Um, but they're fun characters. Uh, I believe we get both of them back in future episodes, but um, they're never together again. Um, the mom comes back in Apollo Apollo, I believe, and the dad comes back in, I think, season five when he's having a gentleman's vacation. We'll get to see him again. Um, and I think that's it. I don't think that we ever see them again together. And they're um, they're a few episode, they're a few seasons out that we'll see them again. But um, what'd you find out? Speaking of SNL, so I found an article from 2011 that said Alec Baldwin was setting the new record when he hosted for his 16th time. So well, maybe my uh, research is wrong in saying that Buck Henry hosted 17 times, but uh, maybe there's a difference. Um, yeah, what do they say is the list of uh, the most... I think Steve Martin is up there, too. John Goodman, I think, yeah, also. Yeah, Steve Martin. Uh, 
Longer if he hosts a lot after he left the cast? No, I don't think he actually returned once. I think the first time he returned was during the 40th anniversary, and it was kind of like an awkward situation. So Alec Baldwin is now up to 17 because he hosted again a couple years ago before he started his run as Trump. Um, Or maybe it was all he was doing his run as Trump. I think he did one. Yeah. I think he did one episode where he was hosting, and the other ones were just recurring. So, yeah, Steve Martin is the runner for 15, then John Goodman. Uh, Buck Henry, it says 10 times. Still at 10. Between 70, all between 76 and 80. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe did he make 17 appearances? Like, maybe that's what it was. The maybe. Other times he oh, was maybe that's what it was. He did 17 appearances on the show, 10 of which he was hosting. Okay. Okay. That's still, um, that's still impressive. Very impressive. Yes. Um, what else about this episode should we, uh, hop in? We should um, hop in. Well, like, oh, oh, no, oh, we gotta talk we about Mitch. We gotta in. talk about Mitch. Uh, Andy Richter. Yes. Um, Hops on the screen, and I do think this is the only time we see him in this episode. Did you know he's hosted SNL 17 times? Mm, I'm going to punch you in the face. Um, Domestic abuse is not funny. (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. Um, I don't think he's hosted once, actually. Uh, But uh, he's most famously known for his work with like Conan O'Brien, the Conan O'Brien show. Um, I think my most memorable thing that I know him of, uh, because he's just a big character actor. He's been in a ton of stuff, but uh, his role... In a few episodes of Arrested Development, before, when they were on Fox, as he was playing, I think they were the, I think they were Septup. Is that five? Five is Sep. Uh, five. No, five is um. Quint. Uh, yes, quintuplets. Quint- yeah, yeah, so he's playing the quintuplet Richters, and there's one that's like a teacher, and one that's the bad boy, uh, the one that's the nice guy, and then there's Andy, and then there's Andy who's the stunt double. And then there's also the other one that refuses to <laughs> sign away the release that they can't show his face, but since they're all twins, they can just like, we imagine he looks like this. It's just, uh, it's such a great gag. Uh, but that's, yeah. Um, he's a funny guy. He's very dry humor. Um, I can't speak too much to his, his talents though. I know he's just been in a ton of stuff. He's on a ton of episodes of American Dad, so that's really about, uh, my uh, run-in. Do you have any familiarity with Andy Richter? I'm sure he's showed up on a couple Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely had guest roles on several sitcoms. I mean, famously, he's had, I think, a, a multiple short-lived sitcoms of his own. Andy yeah. Richter controls the universe. It's yeah. probably the most acclaimed mm-hmm. slash... Yeah. I think he left Conan memorable. to do that and ended up coming back. Which, which that sense. was... I mean, for a long time, it seemed like Fox just like pumped out all oh these live God. action comedies that like lasted a season or less. Yeah. Like any comedian that was getting big basically got at least a one season yeah. show. It's so funny because I remember being a kid and like, of course they would be advertised during like football on Sundays or whatever. It was like, you could tell like just from the previews, like that's a show that's going to, cause like they all, I mean, yeah. obviously they weren't, I mean, they weren't exactly the same show, but it's like, they all, I don't know. They all have the same like look or feel about them. They just mm-hmm. was like, well, that's the latest one that's going to get canceled yeah. after, you know, and it doesn't help that the people that are, uh, hyping up these shows or football announcers and they're just like come in this Sunday the premiere of Andy Richter controls the universe and it's just like they couldn't sound less interested or or even knowledgeable about what they're trying to hype and not that Fox advertising has ever been really good um, but yeah that like Melania is probably the more one of the more recent ones um, I think uh, god what's his name oh I'm blanking on his Luis um, oh god oh god what is his name Luke. He's Did you say little, Louis? No, not Louis. <laughs> Louis. No, no, not Louis. I was going to say Louis Anderson. I was like, uh, it's been a while. Louis Anderson. Um, <laughs> He's on baskets. God, what is that guy's name? Oh, no I idea who you're talking know, about. Not, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and it's going to destroy me when I finally figure it out. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman, I think he had a couple. Oh. I think his last had a couple seasons, maybe. Um, I think he had one. Yeah, there was just there was like from the late '90s, early aughts. There was just Fox was churning out anyone. If you were a famous comedian, you'd get a season of a show. And exactly one season, maybe it would go further or less. Not Um, probably wouldn't even get a full run. Um, But yeah, that's that's all the preamble uh, I have about this. Uh, Are you now ready to hop in? Let's hop in. All right. So we get a a cold open that basically sets up. Uh, Liz and Jack's storyline of Elaine coming back into town because they're ready to have a fun Christmas, but she has to ruin everything. Hey, I wanted to come say Merry Christmas before we all leave for the break. Well, thank you, Lemon. It's very thoughtful. Uh, help yourself to a gift. Oh. It's our new handheld photo scanner slash paper shredder. 
Oh, well, won't people just end up shredding their photos? Well, no, no, it's very easy to use. If you want a photo scan, you flip the switch to PS. And if you want a paper shred, you flip the switch to... Oh. I guess we're... I'm thinking 2007. Digital cameras were a thing, but I guess they weren't prominent enough yet because it, w- it would have been before smartphones with pictures were prominent. Yeah. But I was I was trying to think because I was like, oh, people taking physical photos, that seems way out of date, but I guess 12 years ago, there were still digital cameras weren't I think that was as widely adopted enough. I think that, that was the... This is going to make me sound very old. I remember going to a Circuit City <laughs> because those existed and buying my digital camera. I might still have it somewhere around here is a very you might have seen it it's very the very small red digital that was the oh. first and only digital camera i've ever bought and it was fine it was good for the time um i feel like i probably overpaid because i didn't ask any questions i was just like i want that and they were like okay and i was like okay and then money exchange. did you get the insurance plan on top of no, it? no no okay thankfully i was smart enough that i've never bought a warranty but through a store uh the warrant Fun fact is the warranty that's on your product when you buy it out of box, that's going to be the better warranty because the store will not honor any warranty that they actually sell you. If they do honor it, it'll probably be pretty shit. So do not invest in any store warranty. They're a scam. They're just there to make extra money for the company. Don't do it. Um, also, I'm curious. Thanks for the life lesson. You're welcome. Um, you never know. Uh, how does that photo uh, scanner work? Because... I can't imagine that it was wireless and that it was Bluetooth because that technology was. How does a photo shredder slash photo scanner work? Yeah, well, the scanner makes sense because it's just a hand scanner, or uh, the shredder makes sense. The scanner, how does it scan? You would have to plug it in, I would imagine, right? There was seemingly no cables. It's a joke. I don't think that was a real thing. I know it's just me being super pedantic about it, but still, like, hmm, I don't know how this works, and I don't like it. It yeah. scans it into the cloud. The cloud existed in 2007. Clouds existed every day yes. since the Lord of our Jesus millennia, Christ. <laughs> millennia clouds have been around. Um, yes. I'd like to make an announcement. I just want to say that I'm really sorry for whatever I'm going to do at the party tonight. And I forgive all of you in advance for leaving me passed out by the elevator in my own gravy. Merry Christmas, everyone! Are you going to do Horny Santa again, Frank? <laughs> that was so funny last year when I sat on your lap. <laughs> yes, funny. So, uh, big plans for the holidays? Yeah, my parents are coming with my brother, and we're going to go see Jersey Boys on Broadway, and we're going to go to that restaurant where they pretend it's Mars. God, you must be a ball of anxiety right now. No, I'm really excited. What are you trying to say, Lemon, that your family's perfect and you never fight? No, I, I remember them arguing a lot during the gas crisis of 79, but since Carter left office, it's been pretty smooth sailing. You got that right. So, is your mom coming up from Florida? No, I invited her out of my paralyzing Irish guilt, but her plane was grounded because of Hurricane Zapato. <laughs> Look at that. That's where she lives, Jupiter, the eye of the storm. So, are you alone for Christmas? No, I was going to drive up uh, to Vermont and surprise Cece. Sir, your mother is here. She took a bus to Atlanta. She got JetBlue to accept an Amtrak ticket. Tell her I'm... Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Surprise, it's your mother. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Jack, isn't this the office you had before? I thought you were up for a big promotion. I am, Mother, and there are only two nicer offices in the whole building. Only two? I don't like the odds. I think you better let that dream go. Hello, Liz. What the hell was that? It's a message on my phone from a friend. Oh, Jackie, please. Who is she? Her name is Cece. Is she Spanish? What if she was, Mother? She's very smart, Colleen. You'd like her. My thanks to the peanut gallery. Jack, this coat isn't going to take itself off. There's something morbidly fun about him laughing about his mother being trapped in the middle of a hurricane. Like, it's awful. Um, you shouldn't celebrate that, but he's just like, he's so giddy with joy that he doesn't have to deal with her. <laughs> it all gets taken away. <laughs> why? Because she's supposed to be in a deadly storm. That's awful. But surprise, she's surprise, alive. Surprise, she's there. She's here. For the sake of everything, she's still going to be there. Um, yeah, no, she's always fun when she shows up. She's just so catty. Like, the the line of, <laughs> about, wait, isn't this the same office and only two nicer offices? Like, that's not really much to go from like it's just it's so mean because it's just like come on <laughs> he's already like how much how much bigger does he need to be before you finally accept him like it just 
I'm I could not like, support a child unless they were the CEO of the entire company. Yeah, I mean, being a G executive isn't enough. You've got to be the president or the CEO. And it's just like, geez, mom, come on. I work so hard. Meanwhile, in comparison, Liz's parents are just supportive for... For her to be existing, I guess. Yep. <laughs> just to be you know. Um, but uh, we come back in the writer's room and everyone's still excited about Lou Christmas. <gasps> Lou to Christmas is tonight? Well, I guess I can make it. I just hope I don't get drunk and sing Christmas carols like I did last year. Well, uh, I'm not going because my parents and my brother Mitch are in town. Mitch is here? Yes. For those of you who don't know my brother, Mitch was in a skiing accident his senior year of high school, and he has what's called trauma-induced niviaphasia. Uh, basically, he's just stuck in the day before his accident. Oh, tomorrow's a big day. It's going to be totally rad. Yeah, Mitch, rad! <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's 1985, so if you meet him, just be cool. It should be mentioned that sexually, Mitch is very much an adult. No, it should not be mentioned. Merry Christmas from Shineheart Universal, everyone. <gasps> Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Jewish. Merry Christmas. What is this? It's a PS575 photo shredder. Well, that's not the Christmas spirit. Christmas is about gratitude and togetherness. Sitting with friends and family around a crackling fire, waiting for the owl meat to cook. Sometimes I don't think you people understand Christmas at all. Hi, I think I'm early. I'm here to have Christmas meats eaten off my chest at some party. <laughs> and after the lady comes in, <laughs> Ken is very offended because... Well, I mean, they are... I mean, okay. So we should back up just a little bit. Um, uh, Ken comes in and he, he drops off the gifts that Shineheart, parent company of GE, has, has donated to all of the workers. And it's the same photo scanner slash photo shredder uh, that Liz was already gifted. And we see she has three, or she now has three in her trash can because apparently they're just giving them out like candy. And as he gives them to everyone in the writer's room, their disappointment, they immediately throw it into the trash. So he's already kind of upset that they're all a little bit jaded. Um, and that's kind of fair because, I mean, you know, it as the episode goes on, we see, like, you sort of forget what the meaning of Christmas is, blah, blah, blah. And it's not – I mean, it is a capitalist uh, holiday at this point uh, with our generation. The meaning of Christmas is time off from work and, and giving presents to people who getting, don't need them. And getting presents from people. And getting presents that you yeah. – well, some you may want, but it depends – some people will say it's about some guy named Jesus or something. I don't know. I feel like that's just old people being old. I don't know. I don't really know what it's, I'm joking. I know. I know you're joking. Okay, you looked confused. I was like, um, oh, you're doing a comedy. I'm doing a cute. bit. I'm doing a bit. Um, uh, but the lady that comes in and says she's supposed to have meat eaten off of her is a writer, actually, on the show, uh, Kay Cannon. Uh, she wrote the head and the hair of the first season, and she wrote the Somebody to Love episode of the second season. So it looks like she just got a bit on the Thirty Rock, and she does a good job. I mean, she's kind of just in and out the rest of the episode. We don't really see her much again, or she doesn't have any lines. She's just kind of there. Um, but yeah, so so Kenneth is seeing that the people aren't celebrating Christmas in the right way, in his way, and as religious as he is, he's very upset about that. But Tracy comes on the scene, and um, they just got back from court. Merry Christmas, Miss Lemon. Oh, thank you, Kenneth. Well, fancy suits. How was court? Not great, Beth. Oh, you really were in court? All Trey had to do was sign his community service papers. But he makes a stop for breakfast first. So it was my fault diners can serve alcohol in New York State? That's on me now? Now I have to wear this for 30 days. Oh, my goodness. If I even have a drop of alcohol in my sweat, a signal goes to Echo Bracelet headquarters in Denver, and I go to jail. And now, this time of the year, Luda Christmas, New Year's Eve, Martin Luther King Day, all you do is drink. No, Tracy, you are not going to Luda Christmas. What? The three of you are in charge of keeping him from drinking. Okay. But who's project manager? 
<laughs> I assume that was an Apprentice reference? Probably, because I guess Apprentice had appeared at, or premiered by this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the jokes about uh, Tracy having a DUI are based off real-life events of Tracy Morgan. Uh, in December 2005 and November 2006, um, he was busted for DUIs. The most recent one in November, it was a $1,000 fine, and he also had to wear the ankle bracelet, which is called a SCRAM, which is an acronym of Secure Continuous Remote Alcohol Monitoring Bracelet is what the SCRAM thing is. And on screen, you can see M. Lohan, L. Lohan, D. Lohan, C. Baca, and M. Rodriguez. And the first three are all the Lohan family, the, do- the, the dad, Lindsay, and her mom. Uh, Chewbacca is supposed to be the C. Baca. And I'm pretty sure that M. Rodriguez is Michelle Rodriguez, because I think she, around this time, had gotten busted for uh, DUI. And I think that's why she was fired from Lost. Because they did a lot on Lost. If you got in trouble with like um, the uh, with any sort of DUIs, you were pro- you were killed off of that show. Like they just got rid of you. Even if you were in the middle of a story arc, you're gone. So I think Michelle Rodriguez died off of that. Uh, the dad of Walter uh, is that the kid's name? I've never seen Lost, so I don't know. Walt, I think Walt. Walt I think might have been the kid's name. Walt. Uh, so probably Walter. Uh, I think his dad was killed off because he also got busted for DUI and. The Jen, um, I think he got busted for a DUI, and I think he ultimately killed off, like in season four or so. So, yeah, they have. Uh, so don't get a DUI, or if you will not be on Lost. If you're on a Disney show, or yeah, if you're on an ABC or a Disney show, do not get busted with a DUI. Your career might die, <laughs> or your character at least. So, uh, I think that's that's Michelle Rodriguez is supposed to be that last person on screen, probably. Yeah. So it's fun that like they poke fun at. Um, like people like real life stories then they sort of bring it on to 30 rock and they don't like make fun of it outright but they just sort of like write it into the uh, <coughs> they write it into the plot so i think that's kind of fun like laughing at yourself kind of thing tina fey mocks her mean girls leading lady yeah that'll show her um but yeah you're right she uh she committed a racism there at the beginning of that scene she says oh where'd you come from court and just because they were dressed in they're suits all just wearing suits and you know she she put her foot in her racist mouth she's a bad person um but the lemon party is here mm, that bad huh <laughs> these aren't for me i'm Sending them to my mother's hotel room because the room service there is too salty family stuff can be tough lemon party Permission to land! <gasps> Permission granted! <laughs> hey Liz, you want to go skiing up at Piper's Peak tomorrow? It's going to be rad. Psych! You can't go, it's the senior class trip! Ah, psych! You got me, Mitch! <laughs> Jack, these are my parents! Dick Lemon, this is my boy Mitch. I'm my first wife, Margaret. <laughs> First and last. Jack Donaghy. Hi. You are a very, very handsome man. Uh, Looks like an arrow shirt model. So, Jack, is this beautiful genius the best employee you've ever had or what? No. (laughs) (laughs) I like this guy's honesty. Yeah, me too. Show us what you've been working on, Wilma Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. Oh, you butta butta butta. Nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. I feel like the answer to this is going to be no, because I don't know if they still do these. Did your class have senior trips? No. In high school? No, not officially. So, like, unofficially, there was, like, a beach week that everyone did, but mm-hmm. it wasn't sanctioned by the school or anything like okay. that. Yeah. I think those were gone by the time we were seniors in high school. It probably depends on... And yeah, it might depend on your, your area. Well, the reason I ask is I know my brother had his because he was three years before me. Mm-hmm. So in 2000, they went... Or 99, 2000, they went to Disney World. That was their senior trip. And so coming up, I was like, all right, we're going to get to... And then 9-11 happened and literally changed everything. There were no snows trips. Oh, like, wow. I mean, I think we might have still had field trips that were like day trips, but you were still back at the school at the end of the day, but like senior trips were out of the question. You were not allowed to like leave anywhere. Like, because it probably would have been a, 
if you're flying, it probably would have been a big headache to have hundreds of kids that you have to keep track of and paperwork and all that fun stuff would be probably just a nightmare to get all wrangled up around that time. So, yeah, I don't know if senior trips still happen. They um, must. They probably do. But it might be just one of those things like around spring break, the kids just sort of have like an official trips that they do. I don't know. I don't know if like... Well, if the beach school... wasn't during spring break, it was... Well, I know, but I'm just saying like maybe that's when like an unofficial one might happen or like... But I don't know if there's that many school-sanctioned senior trips anymore. Maybe it's changed. Maybe it's because TSA has lightened up a little bit. Maybe they are easier to manage. But yeah, I was robbed of my school senior trip. I'm sorry. I know. I wanted to go to Disney World. I didn't get to go to Disney World for like another... Uh, six years after that? It was Good a long, Lord. It was we a need to go. It's been a long time since I've been. Yeah, it's been about seven years since I've been. It's been a little while. It's been... It's been like... Um, I'm trying to think. How old am I? So, yeah, at least ten years. Oof. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, Animal Kingdom was there, but it had, like, it was several years old. Mm-hmm. Like, it was pre-Harry Potter, pre... Harry Potter's not there. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I, I know. I know it's oh. universal, but I mean, sorry. That's... I, yeah, because in terms I think, of Orlando parks, I think when we went, the Harry Potter World had just opened a few months ago, before we had went, so it was still relatively new. Like half of it was still being built. Yeah, um, and I, I really kind of kicked myself because the way Universal is split, you have Harry Potter World in one half, and mm-hmm. the Simpsons World is in the other half. But one ticket doesn't get you access to both parks, so you have to buy two uh... tickets. And we were like, "That's not really worth it," because they really like it. Basically, it was a majority rule. It was like the the group really wanted to do a more Harry Potter world than the Simpsons world. So cool, I just have to, to bite the bullet and not get to go see Simpsons today. <laughs> no, a Disney world. Wait, so did you ever go to Simpsons world? No. Babby, is it still there? Yeah. Babby, yeah. we have to go see you well, go to Simpsons it, world. I don't know. They are owned by Disney now. So Disney owns Disney, Fox. Oh, you're right. They own Universal? Universal is a Fox thing? Oh. Uh, no, Universal oh, is WD, right? Uh, no, that's, I don't even know. Gosh, that's complicated. I feel like they'll keep it just for the sake of, like, I mean, they'll probably ultimately end up buying Universal just to say they have two theme parks. Well, no, because Universal is, is probably NBC Universal, right? So I doubt that's which is Comcast, so I doubt that's going to happen. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. And I feel like they'll just leave it there. Just they to, probably, I mean. Yeah. I mean, Disney doesn't need it. Yeah. They're, you know what's I mean, fun, though? Epcot to... was surprisingly fun. Like, I know as a kid, it's like, you don't want to go to Epcot because it's basically the adult world. But as an adult going there, it was a lot of fun. Epcot was there's a little Norway troll yeah, mini log like, food ride. Like, That's all I remember, every, to be honest. Every country is sort of, well, not every country, but most countries it's represent like that. Big like bush a, gardens. They have like a mini Japan, they have mini like Netherlands, Norway, that area, mini China. That was really cool. Um, we spent like, because we were like, all right, we'll start at Epcot because we won't spend a lot of time there. Surprise, and bitch. And we ended up spending like two or three hours there. So like we were kind of rushing yeah, through the rest of the park. Time. But it was also surprising because we were God, we were there like I think for the whole day we were there 14, 15 hours. Like we got there as soon as it opened. Good lord! And we were there until like one or two. Like we saw the electric light parade. That was the last thing that we did, and then we left. And uh, but and it was it was literally the Fourth of July. Like oh we went, wow, we went down because like we just met up downtown for Fourth of July um, celebration that Greensboro was doing, and uh, Abe was like, hey, I found a really and this is like the scummiest hotel. We had to change rooms. It was that bad. Um, scummiest hotel. It was like 30 bucks a night. Yuck. Um, just like get in a car, drive down six hours, go to Florida, and spend one day at Disney World and one day at Universal and do that. And I was like, okay. That's and intense. So like, and it was, it, was, it was hot, but it wasn't super hot. But it still was just like, it was, it was unbearable for what we wanted. Uh, but it was a lot of fun because it was just like this spontaneous, let's just do Disney World. And I had never done it. That was the first time, first and only time I'd ever went. So, um, Beth, we got to go back there. Yeah, we need to go back. Uh, it's been a little while. That would be a fun group thing, thing to do. We should, we should uh, send out feelers for that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, driving would be fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what the fuck? How do we. Oh, so senior trips. Um. Yeah, so like, there's there's already this idea of Jack because of his uh, upbringing, very distrusting of people, and like people are being too nice, and he thinks that there's this other underlying uh, motive that they have uh, for being so nice that he just can't wrap his mind around it. Because obviously, with his mom being on the scene, she's very catty and very aggressive about the way she speaks with him. To have these people who are so nice and respectful and pleasant and not being mean, it's just 
it's it's giving him a lot of pause, but it's a lot of fun seeing him interact yeah. with the lemon party. Although by the end of the episode, Colleen has proven right that all the nicest really is just covering it's, up yeah, stuff. Just a facade. Um, so Liz gives a little tour around um, this 30, the Thirty Rock and the TGS uh, office, and uh, we're not going to play the full scene just for the sake of time. But we will play the football scene because that comes back into play later on. Lemon, could I have a word with you for a moment? Oh, excuse me. Is uh, everything okay? Yeah, why? Your family is strange. Oh, Mitch, no, he was in a skiing accident and he thinks it's 1985. Oh, no, I get it. I'm talking about your parents. Uh, and what did your mother mean when she said that you were a beautiful genius? Was she taunting you? No, they're just super supportive. They've always been like that. Even when I sued the Lower Whitehaven School District to let girls play football. What? We didn't make the playoffs that year, but I think we led the league in bravery. My God, I've never seen such relentless, blind encouragement. No wonder you're a sexually frightened know-it-all. So they could get mad at her for, for doing a poor field goal, but at the same time, none of the other ones were really running to stop the people either. Nope, so they just stood around. They're just as and Liz was the only one who ran after him. Well, I think there were a couple people that, that tried, but the majority of the team were still just standing there like, what are you doing? You, you ruined it. And it's like... Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is random about that, but having watched The Last OG in the last week, Tracy Morgan has aged a lot in the last 10 years. Oh, you'll see him, like, by the next season, he looks like he does on The Last OG. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah, time, he hasn't treated himself. Well, I mean, that accident didn't help either. No. But, yeah. anyway. Yeah, he's pretty rough. So Jack and Colleen sit down in his office, and then uh, he then meets the Lemon Party on their own. Or at least the mom and dad. That hotel was a disaster, Jack. The TV had over a hundred channels, for God's sakes. I'm only going to be here for three days. Fine. Mother, you can stay with me. No, I will not let you do that. Are you sure? Yes, Mother, I'm quite sure. All right, then. That's settled. Jack, do you have a bathroom that I can get to in a hurry? Yes, right in here, Mother. Well, that is close, isn't it? I'll be right out. She should have been there. Knock, knock. It's just the lemons. We've come to drop off a little goodbye present. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a beautiful office. Oh, your mother must be so proud of you. Wow, look at this carpet. I feel like we should take off our shoes. Should we take off our shoes? No, no, please sit down and make yourselves comfortable. Well, we don't want to bother you. We know you must have big plans. Well, I was going to drive up to Vermont and visit my girlfriend, Cece. Oh, I Cece. love that name. Ooh, I'll bet any girlfriend of yours is a real winner. And well, she is a congresswoman. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, and she does have her own Lifetime movie. <gasps> Lifetime. Wowzer. <laughs> Why don't we cut the charade and you two tell me what exactly it is you want from me? <laughs> I like how she does the whole thing where she's like protesting of like, oh, you don't have to take me, but she she does it like just to like not even be confused. She's like motions. just it's like yeah, just going through the motions, but like literally like not even pausing, just going from right, oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. okay, sounds good. good. No, I will not do that. I will not put you out. Are you sure? <laughs> Ordinarily, you would read that as, no, I wouldn't do that. Are you sure? Like, no. She's just like, she's like, this is what I wanted all along. Let's just cut to the chase. Like, yeah, it's such a fun, such a fun read. They just barged in like that. Oh, not at all. They were just dropping off this Christmas present. Oh, and look at this. It's got cheese and butter and caramel, all my favorites. How did you know? Well, uh, we will let you go. We've got a lot of window shopping to do. Jack, oh, why don't you come with us? Come on, you can talk to Mitch about President Reagan. Oh, in his mind, Reagan is still president. You lucky bastard. Why? <laughs> Uh, I would love to go with you. Good, good, good. Jack? So, this might say a lot about my family. Those popcorn things, we had multiples of those every Christmas. That was like a continuous thing that we'd always have. So here's the thing. It's... I, every year I say, oh, I should buy that because it's good. It's popcorn. And then I never do. 
I will. Then this year I will maybe. I'll let my parents know. I'm sure they they'll they'll buy one for you. No problem. No questions asked. I I mean I don't know. Maybe that like well working in a movie theater also made me sick of popcorn, but those also didn't help because they were just like. Well, Three different. Yeah, the the, the from what I remember, the cheese ones tend to be so blasted with stuff that they're a little gross. But the caramel and the regular orange, ones, they weren't even. Yeah, like, the, yeah. I never. It was really the caramel and the especially the caramel. I mean, the caramel, caramel the my favorite. Yeah, like because the butter was just like hey, it's basically. I don't like this caramel was kind of harder to find. Like you couldn't really find that on its own necessarily. Maybe you could. Well, you can, but it's uh, it's not in such, not in that quantity. No, no, no. no. But <laughs> I remember we would have those every year and it was just like, I got so sick of them. I was just like, yeah, I don't... Like my parents would still get them to me and I would ultimately just like give them to my brother and be like, I'm not going to eat this. And he would go, okay. <laughs> he would enjoy them. So they never went to waste. Hey, dude, I thought you left. Yeah, I mean, what are you guys doing? Going to Luda Christmas? Yep, we heard you can't drink. You still coming? No, no, I can't go because of the ankle bracelet. Or maybe I could go and just not drink. Hey, maybe I'll compromise. I'll go to the party, cut off my foot, and drink all I want. Yeah! Yeah! Grizz.com, shut the doors. Some people need to learn about Christmas. Did you guys have a family uh, thing that you did every year? Well, because we had like Hanukkah, so it was like <laughs> that doesn't eight, count. But you didn't nights. only celebrate Hanukkah. You guys did like a merging of yeah. So sometimes we would go over. So yeah, so my grandmother lived like not far away from us when we lived in Chesapeake. So we would go over there. There was usually something at that house. For like, like a day. Family for a day. or just yeah. her? Yeah, family, whatever, whoever was coming. So it's, I guess it depended on the Because they all live like around each other, right? Sort of, yeah. So my uncle lived not too far away, so he would he would always come. And then uh, relatives that were in other states sometimes sometimes came. Sometimes, I guess it just depended on the year and what else was going on. But yeah, so I guess, yeah, we did have a... A Christmas thing, but not. But from what I remember, it wasn't a big like present exchange. It was more just uh, hanging out and yeah. eating, yeah, and stuff. So, you, like some presents, but not. Did you guys always do that on Christmas or like the day after or the day before? Or it's been so long, I honestly can't remember. Oh, okay, it must have been very memorable. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I like maybe when I was younger, younger, we might have traveled for you know, like, what? and I say traveled and like we go. You know, a city over nothing like we never mm. flown ever. We never flew anywhere. Um, uh, in fact, until I went to Seattle by myself, I'd never flown on a plane before, and that was in my twenties. So um, that says a lot about my family. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't really have like traditions so much as it was just like we didn't do anything. <laughs> it was basically just like wake up, do presents, and then not talk to each other. Have cinnamon rolls. <laughs> That was the one tradition that we did sort of start and didn't necessarily continue, but I've continued as an adult, and that's about it. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, I can't remember, yes, we we couldn't have done it on Christmas Day itself, because usually, just my family, we would do the Jewish movie and... Chinese. Well, not say Chinese, I would say usually some form of Asian cuisine, sometimes it was Indian, sometimes it was Chinese, but... More, I feel like we usually did that on Christmas Day itself. Yeah. So it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been on Christmas Day for most of the larger family. Once things. I got to like the working age, uh, I was mostly like depending on where I was working, I was mostly working on Christmas mm. or around Christmas. So like I didn't really have too many traditions by the time I got older. I feel like I remember. So when my sister got married in the early '90s, that sort of threw like a wrench in uh, to like doing family stuff. Because they were very like, we don't do anything, we just stay at home. And my mom was very much like, ah, I want to go see my family. And they're like, ah, and it's just a whole thing. So as I got older and then got to like the working years, the the first big job I had was working at a movie theater. And a movie theater is open year round. And I remember like the first year I was working, I was like, why the fuck are we open on Christmas? Like That is a big movie going was, day. I know. And like, it was, I was so naive then. I was like, oh, right. Not everyone in the world celebrates Christmas. And even if they do, even if I they mean, do, so they a lot of people. Still, yeah, yeah, it's a tradition. You have to fill the day somehow. And movies open on Christmas or at least around Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was that time that Peter Pan movie 
uh, live action Peter Pan that was an absolute flop. Um, I think that was the first year. It was 2000, end of 2005, early 2006, I think. I no, 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 stupid. That was the time I was leaving the theater. Uh, that was uh, late 2003, early 2004. It was around that time. Um, the two, two Towers had come out. So that's 2003. I- Yes, I don't remember when that. Yeah, came yeah, out. that would have been that would have been. That's just the yeah. That's the end of two thousand three. So there's some live action Peter Pan uh, movie that had come out. Um, that was a big flop, but I remember that being like one of the banners. <laughs> it like ha- not haunts me, but I remember like where my terminal was set up. There was just this giant banner of Peter Pan that was just there that I had to look at all day, and it was awful. Um, but yeah, I've just never really done traditional Christmas things, so. I'm content with that. Aside from the cinnamon rolls, that's about it. Hey, watch out for her, Jack. She's a natural athlete. Played high school football. It was just one game, Dad. Although I did kind of change everything forever. I'll never forget that day. Jack, you lace those up like a professional. Good for you. Nice to have some positive reinforcement, isn't it? Well, it's only positive reinforcement when they say it to you. In my case, they're just stating the facts. I do look like the arrow shirt man. I did lace up my skates professionally, and I did do a fabulous job finishing my muffin. You wish you were in my family. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. So this uh, Disney cruise in March, are you in or out? Hey, huddle up. We're going to take a picture. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Say lemon. Lemon! Lemon! Jack! Having fun. Uh, so the lemon parties and Jack uh, bail on Colleen at Thirty Rock and go ice skating, uh, but Colleen of quickly, course tracks them down. Quickly tracks them down, which is very interesting, and uh, finds them at the skating rink and decides to join in on the fun, um, but realizes there's no way that they can be that happy. Yeah, for she's had enough of their wholesomeness, and she is she going wants, to expose them. She will expose them for the frauds that they are. Under the bridge, under the bridge. Jack, what the hell are you up to? Mother, I'm sorry, but the lemons invited me out, and I couldn't say no. They're very nice people. Oh, nice. I'll show you nice. Let's all meet down at the soda shop while this country turns into Mexico. Now, you see, they don't say things like that. They're very polite to each other. I suppose you think that they're more nurturing than I am. Mother, there are terrorist cells that are more nurturing than you are. Be careful. I'll cry. You give me 10 minutes with the Lemon family, and I'll have them tearing at each other like drag queens at a wig sale. Oh, Mom, Dad, this is Jack's mom. We have heard such great things about you. Have you? You must join us for dinner. No, 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 we can't. We have plans. Uh, had plans. An evening out with the lemons. Who could ask for anything more? Great. (laughs) It's so hard to choose. The photos of the food look so good. I am going to have the fried onion tower for two for one. Good for you. You must be so proud of Liz, making it on her own so far away from home. That gives us an excuse to visit New York. I see. Any grandchildren? Oh, what a shame. Must eat you up inside. Oh, well. Champy, our spaniel, keeps us pretty busy. See, Mother, not all species eat their young. Let's change the subject. Politics. We don't discuss that stuff. Life is too short. Really? Life is too short? (laughs) Because your life seems endless. It's funny how she keeps probing, first by like being snobby and saying, oh, the picture of the food, but that clearly doesn't work. Nope. So then she navigates into Liz being far from home, and they're like, oh, that's great, we can come visit her, yada, yada. And then it's like, okay, so she tries another tack, yeah. and then, fi- and then you know, she, she keeps probing and probing and probing, and right. she can't... And it's funny, though, like, she starts from a really snobby place, and it's like, yeah. why would... Obviously, that, that, like, that wouldn't work. Like, why would that cause... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But it does seem to take an effect, though, just because, like, the more she digs, that because she's dipping more taboo subjects, that it just, like, it does seem to start unnerving them a little bit. Because, obviously, with the politics, there's, like, a big, a big pause yeah. of, we could say something, but we shouldn't, because polite company and all that fun stuff. But also, like, 
I don't know. I guess like the stigma of menus with food, like pictures on them, is it really that bad? Like, who cares? Like, I, no, well, it, I think it's, it's because it's more a thing that's done at like chain restaurants and stuff. Yeah. So chain restaurants, therefore, aren't as upscale. So she's like just being snobbish about. If it has pictures of the food, then it's not a nice restaurant. Well, if she went out of the country. She only goes to nice restaurants. If she went yeah. out of the country and don't go to Japan, Colleen. Yeah, all the menus mostly have food on them. Yeah, so. many of them did. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I mean, like we go to the well. I've, I've, this is going back into the Asian, but like Soul Garden, almost everything on menu has a picture next to it. At least yeah. most of them do to give you an idea of what it looks like. I feel like a lot of Asian does cheesecake. Rest, maybe not like super upscale, but Cheesecake Factory is fitting into this like TGI oh, yeah, Cheesecake Factory would definitely be. I mean, even, even well, even though it's not cheap, it still would be. I mean, I think most people would see it as kind of mass, like, not mass, yeah. up, you know, not upscale. Not upscale, no. Ugh. Cheesecake Factory, I know this is, like, not a shocking revelation. It's too busy. There's too many things in that menu. Wow, you're, like, really, you're really breaking some news today. Woo! This is a hot take. This, is a, this podcast is on fire. This take is so hot. Uh, I just uh, Cheesecake Factory is fine. It's fine for what it is, but it's just too much. It's way too much to look through. Like, yeah, it's just not worth it to me. Anyway. And what's the deal? And what's the deal with airline food and the packing peanuts? Ah, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. But we cut back and Ludo Christmas is still on pause. But Kenneth, I think this is one of the more moments of 30 Rock where they do kind of have like an emotional string. And it's almost immediately all undercut um, by the end. But it, like it is a good moment of like... You know, under, like appreciation. But it's a ridiculous video where the kids get a block of wood and they're very they're grateful. Very great. And it's there's a lot of poor CG or sorry, a lot of bad green screen in the latter half of this episode of just like these kids. Like clearly, they were shot on set. Like not the Reverend Gary. They didn't go live to Central America. Yeah, to, I know. I know. But they could have shot somewhere else to make it look a little bit more realistic. I don't know. It's just like it's just poor green screen. Thank you, Reverend Garrett. It was to the tune of American Pie, but so much longer. Listen, we done learned our lesson about the big tree or whatever. This has got to stop now. Yeah, who cares about the true meaning of Christmas? It's about getting crap and eating too much. Yeah. It's about getting drunk and hugging your cousin until your mom says, Frank, enough. That's right. Well, now seems like a good time for Reverend Gary to show the video of his mission to Guatemala last year. What? Is this a culture where toplessness is common? And here is what you did with your Christmas presents. Um, wow. We take so much for granted. Instead of having a party, we should donate the money to those kids. We should tell all our family and friends we don't want any presents this year. Yeah. yeah! We should volunteer at a soup kitchen instead of shopping for stuff no one needs. Yeah! yeah. 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 We should go downstairs and chop down the big tree. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a fun. That was a good scene. Um, again, immediately undercut by "Let's go out and cut down the big Rockefeller thirty uh, center tree." Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like those small moments of like there is heart here. I don't think we really get that many throughout Thirty Rock, but it's really. I don't think so. No, no. I mean, really, you think there was a lot of heart in that scene? It was like well, the, I mean, not. I mean, for what Thirty Rock has presented thus far, yes, it's the most heartfelt. But I mean, scene. right? It's almost a darker joke because, like, these kids are just like they got a block of wood, and they're like, no, I mean, it and is. they're taking that as a heartfelt moment. Well, I mean, it is like it's just showing like you appreciate anything that you can kind of get idea of. Like, I mean, the girl literally says, "I prayed for a block of wood." Yes, I, I mean, know. it's 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 over the top, but I mean, like, you know. Those kids are appreciative of what they got, and as as minor and silly as it might seem to us that they wanted blocks of wood to play with, but it's 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 contrast against the idea of like all the all these guys want to do is get drunk and buy a bunch of stuff for everybody. Like it's just like it shows the whole idea of like consumerism and all that. Like it's no, I how, get it. It's just no, the, I know, it's I know, just the, the block wood like, thing is so ridiculous that it's like it's. I mean, it's not heartwarming. It's like well, because it's, it's just like it's the moment when they watch that and then like there's no one talking and they're yes. all like reacting. It's like oh, there, there's some heart there. Like it's again, 
It doesn't happen often in 30 Rock, and I don't think it happens again, but... Well, now they know the true meaning of Crit Smith's yeah. chop down the tree. Chop down the big old tree. Uh, but we cut back, and Colleen is almost through the surface of the, uh, the lemon party, and uh, is just about to break the ice. Your mother is killing me. Have I ever kissed a woman? What is that about? You're welcome to my world, Lemon. She's trying to break your spirit. Why? Because she's trying to prove that your family is as screwed up as mine is. Well, that's ridiculous. Oh, Mitch found a newspaper. Mitch, that's a joke newspaper. What? Oh. Oh. Uh, Why can't you just leave well enough alone? Because the lemons are not what they appear to be. I mean, I may be heavy furniture. But I did a pretty good job raising you. I mean, look at you today and look at them. They look happy. They're in denial. I mean, come on. I have a pride note. Now, Dick, let me get... Ah, Jack, it's on me. Wouldn't be a lemon party without old Dick. Did you know what that joke was before this episode, Eric? Um, before you saw this episode? Not before, but it was one of those, like, in reruns... I had learned it by the time, yeah. so I was just like, oh, that is actually a pretty funny joke. And then you learn what it is, it's like, how the f- how did they get that through censors? Because it's so obscure it that yeah. it flew over the censors' heads. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm not going to explain what that is, but you're on the internet, figure it out. The lemon just... party is dirty and involves old men. Yeah. Go from there. Paint the picture there. Um, I keep meaning to ask this, but I always forget by the time the scene is ended and we start talking about something else. How hard is it for them to keep Mitch in the dark? Oh, I was going to wait till it comes out to talk okay, about that. Okay. But we'll, all right, we'll put it on pause because I was just like, like that scene right there. She's like, oh, he's got a newspaper. Like, is he just completely like a shut in? Like we, I want to, I want to, I want to talk more about it because yeah. it just blows my mind Like he's from 17 to 40 so for 23 years he's had to be kept in the dark about everything like that's nuts easy on the fried food honey oh come on i can eat whatever i want i'm a teenager mitch don't you ever get tired of liz getting all the attention her being the baby and all oh no my folks make a lot of time for me i mean just yesterday we went to see goonies together Uh uh-oh you weren't supposed to know that, Liz. Sorry. Wait, you saw Goonies yesterday? Does he mean 1985 yesterday? Yeah, December 6, 1985. I mean, what else would I mean by yesterday? Duh. Well, that was the day of my football game. Did you not go to my football game? We were a little embarrassed, Liz. Dad, did you... It's Whitehaven football, for God's sake, Elizabeth. It's, it means something. I wore that uniform. I was taking a stand for women. Are you taking a stand now by not giving us grandkids? Oh, you want grandchildren, Margaret? Why don't you ever bother Mitch about that? Because he's 17. He's 40. What? Oh, my God, the accident. I hit the tree. No, don't remember. Oh, I'm so old. Thank you, Elizabeth Lemon. You are so self-centered, young lady. You didn't even offer to pay for this dinner. I'm on a fixed income. Could I have another drink? Bingo. Like, Colleen is reveling in this. All she said was, do you get upset that she gets more attention? And then that's what breaks it, is... And it's after like, all her probing, she was actually she wasn't even she, trying that hard that time. No, it, she it it actually like worked. A, like a last resort of like this is all I've got left. And it's fun watching Jack's reaction because he's just like, oh, like oh my god, they do they break down so easily. I can't believe it. All right, so let's talk about the how does the, the how hard do they have to work yeah. to keep that a secret? Well, I think because, you have to suspend his belief a little bit. Right. But what makes it weird is that just by her saying he's forty, he snapped back and knew everything. So it's like. They didn't try to do that for yeah. any time for the last I feel like they wrapped weeks. it up. I mean, that felt like they had to wrap it up because there's only like a, a oh, minute yeah. left in the episode, but yeah. that's them having to wrap it up really quickly. Um, but yeah, like that's what set him off that for 23 years he was completely oblivious and him looking at a newspaper or like because i'm just worried like i I'm wonder like do they do they do they technology do they proof their, yeah like does well, he, the, the, ha- he would have to live he would have him, to because right? they're saying he because in his mind he's 17 so if you're 17 you're generally still living with your parents right. like so all right is he still going to school is he still well so every day for him is the day before the scene right before so it must be on a weekend so he thinks every because it or maybe because remember well 
I don't know. So I, I guess I was thinking of this way. If they went to go see a movie, The Goonies, yesterday, it was probably during the day, like on a weekend. So if he's getting ready to leave for the school trip the next day, it's... I think it's, they show a calendar. It, it, it would have to be on a day that he's not going to school. Otherwise, right, they would never be able to pull it off. But also, like, so they must not get the newspaper delivered ever. They can't, I mean, do they just not adopt technology and any sort of phone or anything? Like, they had to have kept a landline. Like, do they, do they never buy a new TV? Or... Or maybe, I don't know, did they, like, get a new TV and was like, oh, they just came out with this. And it's, like, it's like a, obviously a TV from the, I don't know, it could be an HGTV, but, oh, it just came out in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. But he, yeah, I don't know, TV show, I don't know. Okay, so, okay, yeah. So they they are lucky. So, like, we go back through the or beginning of the episode, there's a, sh- a flashback of of them talking about a calendar. And this, the big ski trip is on a Saturday. So, yes, basic. Well, no, because that wouldn't make sense unless that Friday just happens to be an off school day. Yeah, but then the football game was on a Thursday? Wait, didn't he say, didn't he say Saturday, December 6, 1985 in the last scene? Yeah. Yesterday, which was yesterday. So they think it's a Sunday. So he thinks it's a Sunday and then Monday they leave for the ski trip. That makes sense. If the football game, the football game was on a Saturday. Well, football games are usually on Friday nights, but we'll say it was on a Saturday for this. But it looked like afternoon. When they were showing the scene of the football scene. Right, it was the after right, so it was so the afternoon Saturday, Saturday afternoon when they went to the so movie, they went she was the football on games. December sixth to see the movie and that was the day when the football game is, so that means December seventh was Sunday the ski and trip. then Right. So the next day was okay. I think the calendar the calendar must be wrong. Calendar must be wrong. Or the Sunday or the Saturday is them leaving for the trip and the Sunday is the actual skiing. This doesn't matter. This is us just trying to, to figure it out for no reason. Well, let's say the easiest thing is it's a weekend day because yeah. that's the easiest way for him not to ever go to school and still um, think he's 17. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, like just trying to think how life that hard. I mean, it sounds like such a burden. Also, to just, do, do they, t- like, the mirror, like... That- does he not look in the mirror for? Yeah, wouldn't he? Or do you just age so slowly? Or maybe that maybe it's like a mental thing. You're seeing, you only see yourself as seventeen. Maybe oh, maybe yes. Maybe his brain froze in time, so he only sees himself as a seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just like trying to think about that life, it just sounds. I would work so hard to get back the memory because it just as, sound, as selfish as it sounds, it would just be so much easier to to live a life where. You lost a chunk of time, and I'm sorry about that, but I I can't keep pretending that it's always one day of the year 20, 30 years ago. Like, it just, that's insane. That's insane to try and have to, like, hide that from someone. Like, that just sounds unbearable. Well, they're a Midwestern family that doesn't talk about anything, or at least he doesn't talk about anything that is Yeah, but you're still hard, living with so. someone... And he even says, I'm on a fixed income, so he's supporting his son, who's 40 years old, but has to think he's 17, and they have to continue lying to their child. It's just like, it just sounds like, again, we're reading too much into it, it doesn't really matter. You're just trying to imagine that life just sounds, ugh, no thank you. Maybe it's like Lars and the Real Girl, where anytime they go out in public, everyone around them also knows what happens, so they pretend he's 17, like and everyone treats him like thing? that. Uh, sort of, yeah. Uh, I know that just I've seen it, but it's me, yeah. But yeah, well... Yeah, I, everyone's yeah. just in on it. So, and if yeah. it's a small well, town, well, you probably can. Convince. Well, yes, but in Lars and the Real Girl, it's not like a, it's not like a TV show. Like actually, no, TV I know, show like Truman. It's, it's like it's a real accepted. life thing, and people in Lars and the Real Girl, they just basically he takes on he basically takes a sex doll and acts like it's a real his real girlfriend, and the town's people just act like she's a real person too. So it's that sort of thing where they yeah. all just go along with it to not. I guess in a small town, you could essentially get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one that wanted to talk about that because that always bugged me with this episode. Cause it was just like, well, no, it just stands out. Most of they just snap, he snapped out of it so easily. Yeah, yeah. So do they just get so used to lying to him that they didn't even think, oh, we, we need would, to preserve the fiction. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe back in the 80s, obviously medicine was a different uh, beast then and they didn't have as much on uh, memory loss or anything like that to know what to do. And the doctor was probably just like, I think what they say now, if you have amnesia, is you have to slowly remind them, and this is my understanding of probably five-year-old medicine, you ease them back in, you just try to remind them of things, but you don't overwhelm them. So maybe back in the 80s, it was just like, I've never heard of this. I don't know what this is. Um, Just don't overwhelm them with things and try and snap them out of it. I don't know. And they just never bothered to try. I don't know. I don't know. Again, it doesn't matter because we never see this character again. And uh, I, that's it. So, 
but it's fun. It's it's a fun scene to watch it all break down um, over something so simple. And uh, I do like the "Are you rebelling um, by not having grandchildren?" Like that's such a good line because it's just like it's kind of a selfish read on her to be like, "I want grandkids. Why haven't you given me grandkids yet?" And it's just like because she does. She's not ready for, or she's trying. Also, like we know in the story of Thirty Rock, Liz Lemon is trying to have kids, or at least wants to have like a family at some point so it's just like i don't know she is probably harder on her i don't know anyway we've rambled on too much about this we will wrap up this episode as we cut back to 30 rock and just about there cut down the tree um we get a savior and the ankle bracelet this is not what i meant yes it is we are sending a message to all of those who have forgotten the scruples of christmas Cause in order to stay sane, you have to go crazy! I had a couple of drinks before the meeting. Hold that, Kenneth. This is a flask. So, y'all probably shouldn't be listening to me. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Here we are as in olden days Happy golden You know why I stay with you, Dick? Because yes, I, I am nothing to give another man Explain to me again how gay marriage is gonna tear this country apart. Why else do we not have a good one? Merry Christmas, mother. Don't lie to him, mother. Merry Christmas, Jack. Tomorrow night I'm gonna take you to a cat house. I hate cats. I've learned a lot. It's ridiculous to lie to him that long anyway. My life is ruined. Well, at least Jack and Colleen are having a good Christmas. Yeah, watching a family. And I guess the TGS staff, too. Yeah, they seem like they had a good day after all. Um. That line that Margaret gives of, you know why I stayed with you because I have nothing to give another man, like, that'll come back in later uh, in the Apollo Apollo episode. Spoiler alert for a, what, 10-year-old episode? So she was originally dating Buzz Aldrin, but because he was going up into space, she felt that was going to get in the way of her life, so she ended up dating her now husband. Um... And also there was like three buzzes in the town because it was a very popular name around that time. It's such a fun, like, knowing that and then going into that episode, it's just like, oh, this is this is fun. Like, she gave up Buzz Aldrin just because, like, he's going into space and who knows what'll happen up there. Like, it's just, it's fun. Um, but yeah, that's Luda Christmas. Um, very good episode. Very cont- Another one of those, like, just contained episodes. Like, there's nothing too crazy going on. But it's just bonkers by the end. It's just people tearing into each other, which is always really fun to watch. Elaine Schrich makes everything better. And she did, just like last time, she got nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress for this episode. So Good job. You go, Elaine Stritch. You did it. Um, I think that's... Oh, just another fun fact. Maybe this is a result of the writer's strike, so maybe there wasn't a lot on at the time, or... Because of the hiatus, uh, this tied in the ratings with CSI when it aired. Wow! So with the, in the, well in the eighteen to to forty nine men demographic, I think it was second place. I think it tied for second place and did first in the overall eighteen to forty nine. Oh, that's really good so because it was probably one of the only few shows airing at the time. Because I think everything else was either yeah, on hiatus or doing reruns. So yeah, well, that's interesting. That's commendable. Yeah, because that was when. But yeah, by two thousand seven. All advertising was sold on the eighteen to forty nine demo, not not total viewers for the most part. So, yeah, and Thirty Rock was a notorious ratings challenge for most of its runs. So yeah. you're right, maybe maybe that was a symptom of lack of other programming on because that's pretty impressive. Yeah, which it, it's a shame that it took other shows not being on or airing reruns for the, for it to get high ratings, but. I'm sure on the NBC paper, the NBC PR people who were putting out the press release that day right. were super excited. Yeah, as long as on paper it looks good, we don't really care yeah. how we got there. Which is, Wait, was it a repeat of CSI? <laughs> no, I think it was, okay. I think it was a, a new episode okay. of CSI. But if it was a repeat and only tied with a repeat, Jesus, I don't well, know what that means for CSI. I mean, if they can C- still do yeah. those numbers on a repeat. Oh, yeah. like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Procedure, I mean, a lot, I mean, oftentimes procedural repeats you well, because since there's, it's not many, obviously not many aspects are serialized and it's easier for yeah. just to watch a random episode and still get the whole story and not miss out. I get why those shows are appealing. I just, I don't know. They're so big. They're multi-seasons. And it's just like, there's so much about them that there's no running anything, really, aside from like... Well, that's kind of why you can jump in and out and just... Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, you could say the same like Seinfeld. Seinfeld is basically a show where not one episode connects to the last, but there's a comedy aspect to it that it's a little bit easier for me to digest and want to watch versus just a murder crime mystery i don't care about that i don't want to watch that but clearly millions and millions of people do and 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 want to watch that and they enjoy it and it's seemingly safe but not really because they kind of say some of the most disgusting things on those shows in terms of like describing crime scenes that it's just like yikes this is this is now nah, gnarly. I don't like this, but okay. It's just not people my like crime shows. No, absolutely. It's I mean, now true crime is in vogue. People just like crime shows. Like it's a little mystery, yeah. so it's like it's the sort of thing where other shows are so challenging that they're hard to follow for the most part. But at the same time, there's like a little bit of a twist or a little bit of a thing to like plot to yeah. be interested to keep going and figure out something and see if you can guess what happened. I mean, and that's why it's yeah, I, you know, and, it's, and they're not necessarily like they're not mean spirited. Like a comedy show can be like me. Well, it depends. Like, can, not, I mean, like my for one here, Criminal Minds was pretty maybe gritty I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like Law and Order or CSI. Like, yeah, it's always the heroes are going to win. You know, there's not like. The bad guys actually get away or anything. There's no like overall villain that is controlling or pulling strings. It's always the good guys are going to win. So not it's on, safe. No, I'm on order. Sometimes the the person gets off even <gasps> if they did it. Oh, how awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess like they're just safe shows for the most part. Like they're gruesome and violent-ish, but I don't know. Like comedies. I feel like comedies the last few years have relied on like being so avant-garde or so just mean-spirited like something like Always Sunny or um, uh, what else like Louie uh, like things like that like they're just like vulgar for the sake of being vulgar or like they just like I don't know I think we're actually past that I think so too you think? yeah because the, I mean you look at the comedies that are in vogue this year stuff like Russian Doll Fleabag. I mean, it's vulgar, but it's not like, but it's not mean. It's not like mean. Like, there's shows like Three Rock and Veep, like that are like very like cynical and mean. But like, you know, stuff like Brooklyn Nine Nine and well, Parks Rec is over. Brooklyn Nine Nine, Superstore, like very pleasant, good place. They're not. They have selfish characters, but yeah, I mean, they have characters exactly. Like, they're not like the same biting or mean meanness. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, more shows yeah. were five years ago. Like I, I feel like, yeah, honestly, I feel like in a way, like, well, it's always something, of course, but like Veep is also one of the last holdouts of that uh, okay. period. Yeah. Probably in like another ten years, it'll it'll recycle. And yeah, we'll, we'll of see course. that thing yeah. again come around. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for Little Christmas. Do you have anything else? Nope. To add. All right. Well. So as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please review and rate and all that fun stuff on Apple Podcasts to help us grow. That's going to be the best way to do it. If you like what we're doing, you can donate to our coffee, ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And be sure to join us next week for episode 210, uh, episode 31 of Go to There uh, of 30 Rock, episode 210. That's just the, the uh, Great official title. title because, like we said earlier, uh, it was in the midst of the writer strike and it will be the last one that airs before the show goes on hiatus and comes back in April of 2008. So um, enjoy us. You won't see us again for three months. Just kidding. David, take us out. See you next time. Imagine Christmas wishes shooting out of your eyes. A candy cake full of snow dreams. A stocking full of smiles. It's a Jordan Christmas. It's a Jordan Christmas. It's on me. Wouldn't be a lemon party without old Dick. (sighs) 